there, friend, and welcome to the Unstoppably Creative Podcast. I'm Leslie Becker, your host, and if this is the first time tuning in, welcome. Welcome to this wonderful community of unstoppably creative people. I hope you're in the right spot and that you get a lot out of this podcast because it's my attempt each time I do one of these episodes that I really want to make sure that you leave here having some actionable steps to take with you, or at the very least, some things to reflect on, to really think about it that have to do with your life, how you're going through life, um, and your own creativity. So welcome if you are new. For those of you who are tried and true, thanks for being here with me in these first couple of months of this podcast. And I just want to say this, if you have not shared this podcast with a friend of yours, I would sure appreciate it if you would do that. As I'm growing my uh, listenership in this uh, these early stages They are some of the most important months of a podcast so that more and more people can listen to it so it can continue to grow. So if you like today's episode, please share it with someone. It's super easy to do that by just clicking the share button and you'll be able to send it to whoever you would like to hear it. So in today's episode, we are tackling the word starting. For some reason with creatives, that word starting is just a scary word. It means that you're taking that first leap toward a creative project, something you're going to write, something you're going to draw, something you're a business you're going to create. But that starting thing is always the scariest step. So I had lunch recently with a friend of mine and she was talking about having this idea for a screenplay, but she just could not start, or I should say would not start, but I'll use her words that she just felt like she couldn't start. And when I asked her why, she didn't really know why. Well, it was very easy just from listening to some of the symptoms and things that she was saying. It was very easy for me to deduce that she was under the assumption that that first draft of the screenplay had to be perfect or she couldn't write it. How many of you can relate to that? And that's whether you're a writer or a painter or a poet or a business person, there is something that makes us stop the starting process because we're afraid we're not going to get it right. And the best advice that I could give to my friend was to look her right in the eye and say, you know what? It's not going to be perfect the first time. It's just not. And once you accept that and actually just know that's going to be true, you can move forward. I know that probably sounds super simple, but for some of you, that might've just been a giant revelation for you. If you are waiting for perfection, you are waiting for something that doesn't exist. Especially when it comes to creative projects, we don't have any idea what that project will be. Even if we've spent massive time thinking about it, creating it in our brain, visioning it, you know, dreaming about it, thinking about all the pieces, We can have all the visions in our head, but until we actually take action on it and move forward, we have no idea how it's going to turn out. And then even in the process of creativity, we often have no idea how it's going to turn out. Even if we have this exact vision of how we want to look, most of the time, that exact vision of how you want something to look and be doesn't end up actually coming to fruition. Now, I'm not saying that to discourage you or make you think, well, why am I going to do anything? No, I'm saying that to you to actually free you up, to free you up to start that project that you have been wanting to start. 
Now, if you've been listening to this podcast for these short two months, not even two months, we're only a month in, but I've put out eight episodes because I started when I first launched, I put out three or four at the very beginning. Um, but we've only been doing this for about eight episodes. But in a lot of these episodes, you've heard me talk about jumping in and starting, stop delaying. But I really wanted to tackle the hurdle of starting that a lot of people face. So I find that there are three key things that stop people from starting. The first thing we've already tackled is this idea that what you are starting needs to be perfect and you can't do it until it is perfect. So that's the first one. And I got news for you. As I said, not only will it not be perfect, but also there is no such thing as perfection. And so if you are striving for it to be perfect, either right at the beginning or even when it's done, you're already setting yourself up to fail because there is nothing that is perfect. Now, that doesn't mean that your project when you start it might not be just like amazing at the end. Of course, it's going to be amazing at the end, but it will never actually be perfect. You certainly might finish a project so that it can actually be sold or presented or purchased by somebody, but you might always look at that painting or that screenplay that you wrote or that show that you created or that song you, you sang. You might still look at it and go, ooh, I might have done something different on it because that's your creative spirit. That's what that gift you were given from God that is that creative spirit. So you're always going to be looking to be better. But my friend, there is no such thing as perfection. And if that is the reason that you are stopping, I want you to stop that. I want you to stop that notion of thinking that it will be perfect right out of the gate because it will not, and that will help you start. Now, the second reason I find that people don't start is that you jump forward too far in the process. So instead of starting right where you are, your mind is already thinking to selling it or um, somebody buying it or, or what that buyer might look like or when it's on Broadway, it'll be so cool or whatever it is, whatever it is you're trying to sell. When you jump too far forward, you stop yourself from starting because again, while it might not be about perfection, it then becomes about overwhelm. Oh my gosh, if I finish this, how am I going to actually then take the next step? If I finish this book, how am I going to get it out in the public? If I finish this screenplay, how am I going to sell it? Who am I going to sell it to? I don't know how to do that. And we start to freak ourselves out. We jump too far forward in the process. And so that stops us from starting. That is the kind of thing that jumping forward makes us feel overwhelmed. And that is number two. And then there's the worst one of all. Number three is that reason for not starting because you already started it before and you didn't follow through. And maybe it wasn't just this project. It was another project that you started and then you didn't finish or another project that you started and then you didn't finish. And so you've gotten in the cycle of convincing yourself that you don't have the ability to finish that you are not a completer, that you don't finish things, you just start things and you don't go through. Now, I'll be honest, that might be true for you. That's true for a lot of creatives where you start something, you get excited at the beginning and you don't take it to the finish line. But we're going to have a whole other episode on finishing, but we got to start with starting first before you can jump to finishing. But the reality is that number three is really tricky because it could very well mean 
that you are sabotaging yourself right out of the gate because you've already convinced yourself, and eh, I'm not going to finish this because it's not going to be very good, or I'm not going to, you know, um, stick with the habit of doing it every day, and it's just going to be this other project that I don't finish. That's reality, y'all. We all feel that. I've had certainly had that happen, and every creative on the planet has experienced starting a project and not finishing it. But you cannot let the fear of you falling into that trap again stop you because you can decide right now, this moment, that this next project that you start, that you are going to finish, no matter how difficult it is, no matter how hard it is, no matter how many stairs and giant mountains you have to climb to get it to the top, you're going to finish this project. Now, I want to recommend a book to you guys. It might be one you've heard of before. I feel like a lot of creatives already know what this book is, but this one is so crucial for this conversation we're having. So this book is called The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. Now, this is not to be uh, confused with the book The Art of War from years and years ago. This is a fairly current book um, by a writer named Stephen Pressfield. He himself is a writer of fiction, but he also writes books for other writers. Now, if you haven't seen this uh, book before, it's one that absolutely must be on your bookshelf. Even if you're not a writer, even if you're whatever your other creative thing is, you will relate to this book because it's the idea of the war we play in our mind with our art. And we all do it. Every creative does it. It's that, it's that um, wall we come up against. It's you know that thing that we come up against every time we're doing a project and we give up and we don't fight through it. It's the fight. It's literally the war of art. So I'm going to highly encourage you to get this book because not only will it help you start, it will help you weed through the inner things between the starting and the finishing that all interior of a creative project, which is really the harder stuff, by the way, the starting seems hard, but once you start, it gets easier and then it gets into the thick of it and it gets a little harder. And then the finishing can sometimes be hard, but once you finish it, you're like, oh yeah, I did that. So this really deals with the middle part, the part after you've started, when you get into it and how you just fight your way through it. And I think you will love this book. The way he writes it, it's literally as you're reading it, it's like your tummies in knots because you felt it before. So again, that is The War of Art by Stephen Pressfield. And I will put a link to that book in the show notes. Well, look at that. It sounds like I've got mail and I do. And it just happens to be a question about books. Lydia writes in, Leslie, what are three of your favorite books of all time? Oh my goodness, Lydia. That is a huge question because I read so many books, but I think if I had to say there are three books that have absolutely shaped my life. And, um, if you don't have them in your bookshelf, you probably should. The first one is as a man thinketh by James Allen. This is a philosophy book on the power of thoughts. You know that I am a, I'm fascinated with thoughts and how our mind works and how we can also shift our mind. Um, and so that is, uh, hands down my number one favorite book of all time that absolutely changed my life when I read it. And my second book is a book called The Survivor Personality. This is written by uh, Albert Sieber, who is a PhD. And he ended up studying people who have been through tragic accidents or tragic moments in history, 
very difficult times and survived through them. For example, he worked with Holocaust survivors to find out how they actually survived such a harrowing experience. This is an amazing book because he applies it in a way that helps all of us in the world who want to be those kind of people that make it through all the trials and tribulations that life throws us because we're going to get thrown them and we might as well learn how to survive them in a really powerful way. So this book really had an incredible impact on my life and I hope you'll check it out. And my third book, I'm going to throw in a fiction book. Um, I actually, in my life right now, I'm not reading a lot of fiction, but this book has always stuck with me. It's called The Art of Racing in the Rain by Garth Stein. It is such a beautiful story, but more than that, he has been able to actually get inside of a dog's mind and write the book from the dog's perspective. In my eyes and my opinion, it is masterfully written. For a writer to be able to write from inside a dog's mind, which will never know what's going on in a dog's mind, but he somehow does it in a way that is so authentic and so real and funny and heart-wrenching. Uh, if you've never read this book, I want to highly recommend it to you because it's just, uh, it's beautiful fiction. It's a beautiful story. And it was a recent movie. Now, the book was written, I believe, in about 2008, and he had many people approach him at the time to make a movie, but he didn't say yes until just recently. I want to say in the last year or two, the movie did come out, but he was so uh, attached to his story. He didn't want someone to take it and turn it into like this kid's movie where the dog talks. So he, he held out for the right producer that was going to bring his book to life in a really beautiful way. And the movie was out recently and it's, it's also a great movie, but don't see the movie first. Please read the book first because it's so beautiful. And it's one of those movies that actually does really do the book justice. So maybe you'll end up getting the book and then watching the movie. So those are my three, Lydia. Thanks so much for the question. And um, if you are interested in having me answer a question on one of these episodes, you can email me at unstoppablycreative at gmail.com. I'd love to answer your question. Um, as you hear, I only use first names. Um, so uh, you are somewhat anonymous and um, I hope that you will write in to do that. All right, I want to jump back into our conversation about starting your creative project. I have already given you three reasons of why you might not be starting, and now I want to give you three ways that can help you get started. Number one is if you are in the process of trying to figure out what you want a title to be, or what you're going to name a piece of art or what you might want to do next, I want you to just simply do this. I want you to just set a timer for 30 seconds. And for 30 seconds, I want you to put your pen to paper and I want you to write down as many ideas as possible. Do not judge the ideas. Do not go back and read the ideas before you finish the entire exercise, but just keep that pen moving for about 30 seconds. That's actually one of the things that I do to generate different ideas for podcast episodes is I will turn on a timer and I do it on a recorder so I can record the, the, um, my voice uh, saying the titles or the, the topics and I'll just uh, keep it on for 30 seconds and do as many as I possibly can. And then from that, I might grab five of them or three of them or maybe only one of them. The idea is that you're just getting your mind working in the direction of an idea. The second way that you can get yourself started is to make a very tiny, 
time commitment to something. So often when we go about a project, we make some giant commitment like, I'm going to write for an hour every day and I'm going, to, um, I'm going to edit my pages for another two hours every day. And we make these giant commitments and our lives are just too busy. We can't do that. And so I want you to just make a baby step commitment of 15 minutes. Whatever project you're working on, whatever business idea you have, whatever it is, I want you to just commit to 15 minutes tomorrow or even 15 minutes today. After you listen to this podcast, spend 15 more minutes and just work on your project. Even if you ultimately don't get anything down on that piece of paper, I want you to be committed for 15 minutes to a particular project, business idea, uh, creative something that you are working on. And number three, I want you to put some accountability in place. You know, um, I used to run a lot of mastermind groups. I don't do those anymore, at least not right now. I may bring them back. Um, but mastermind groups and accountability groups and uh, goal groups, whatever you want to call them, are very popular now. And I highly recommend you being a part of one, whether it be a whole group or it's just a single person that you have as someone to hold you accountable. Maybe it's another fellow creative who is also working on a project and you guys just tag team. Maybe you make a commitment to meet for an hour once a week to actually sit down in front of your computer and write. Or maybe you just sit down for a half hour and and discuss what you actually committed to this week to hold each other accountable. That is one of the best ways to get started because when you get started and you have someone holding you accountable, most likely you will continue working forward because the worst case scenario is you get to that session with your accountability partner and you have to say out loud, I didn't do the work. And that's okay. We're humans, but it feels a lot better to come in and go, man, I wrote for, you know, seven hours this week, or I, you know, finished that painting I started or whatever it might be. So those are my three that I would suggest for you to do to get started. So that's it, my friend. That is this week's episode of the Unstoppably Creative Podcast. I look forward to talking to you next week. And between now and then, just keep living your unstoppably creative life. See you next time.